0: You're listening to The Get Pill Podcast, a space for life enthusiasts to get inspired, learn through others about fitness, business, relationships, and life itself. I'm your host, Hannah Eden, a fitness entrepreneur that has an obsession with sweating and a burning desire to share and inspire others with the lessons I've learned through fitness. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Get Pill Podcast. My name is Hannah Eden, and I am your host, and welcome for today. This is my first awkward conversation alone with just the camera and you. Uh, Paolo is not here today, it's just you and I and we're going to be doing this a little bit more often and maybe it'll be him just on his own sometimes too. So today we're going to be discussing enlightenment and what do I mean by that? That is such a broad term that can be seen from many different aspects and many different points of view but I'm talking about the fitness enlightenment and I want to share with you guys the experience I had myself as far as what it was that was the decisive moment for me to make a change that was going to be a forever thing, and not just a fad of falling on and off of that wagon, I'm sure you can understand that. But before I go on, I don't want to keep going without being so rude, I want to introduce you to my uh, beautiful children that I swear love me. This is Ellie, Uh, she is a white long-haired chihuahua, also known as Gizmo, also known as Danny DeVito, also known as a gremlin. She is the runt of the litter and my absolute babe. So talk shit and I swear to God I'll find you. I'm just kidding. She's so cute, but she's really ugly too, I know. And then Eli, my OG, if you guys have ever had the Eli hoodie from FYR Apparel, that is a uh, hoodie and a drawing and illustration of this guy. Maybe you recognize him if you don't and you're not watching right now. He's a really handsome ginger, long-haired chihuahua. And uh, my brother is an illustrator and he drew a picture of him and we printed it on a hoodie and had them... Uh, for sale and it's called My Boy Eli. And that is it. And that's him. So there you go. So now with no further ado, I want to continue to talk to you guys about really what I mean by enlightenment and what it was for me as far as that aha moment that made me understand that this is what I want to be in forever. And I think the term fitness enlightenment is kind of that moment in time when you realize that this isn't just a trial. This is something that I want to commit to for a forever, for a lifestyle. Um, but I will say that it took a long time till I got there. Um, I also have mentioned this in previous podcasts over the last four weeks, we've been talking really about my story as well as Paolo's story in depth. and how it began. I think that every strong individual has a story behind them. Um, And I shared mine with you guys uh, probably the most I ever have. I've shared what my reasons are. um, And as as, uh, far as what fitness means to me on a far deeper level, I have now made it my absolute lifestyle and my career path. But there's still a lot of things that are personal to me that I think that um, I don't share with the rest of the world. So if you're interested in listening to that, you'll have to check out the Find Your Reason podcast that we released um, last week. So talking about enlightenment, so what was it to me that was like that switch, right? That flicked and was like, okay, this is it. I'm not going back. Um, I had a couple of those. I think that the biggest stage of enlightenment was when I really understood my capabilities. And I think it's just that now I understand more about fitness and we'll know more about the science behind it it's almost like that adaption stage right like your body goes through phases of adaption before it will uh, become used to what you do so maybe you can understand this if you are new at working out the first time you work out it hurts it hurts a lot and you feel so sore and maybe a lot more sore than someone else that would have been used to that amount of exercise and that's kind of their norm. Now that's because of uh, (laughs) your body responding to the new matter that it's creating through exercise and how it will break it down and how it will respond to it. Well, let's use that analogy for life as well. Um, I think that whenever you first get into fitness, there's a lot of suck before you can embrace that enlightenment feeling and that enlightenment stage and really understand like, oh wow, this is so good and it's better than The sore butt that i had last week it's more it's more important than the saw this or saw that or the the struggle at the beginning whenever you start something new and you start to adapt and get stronger at that but um i do remember that a very particular turning point for me was when i was half in and half out i was on that fence of what am i going to do with my life and yes i committed to this as a career path but this could be just for anyone to relate to this on any stage of they're in that in-between stage of like Man, I know that working out and staying fit and being healthy is good for me, but at the same time, man, it's really hard. And, and I don't know if I can do this forever. This kind of sucks. If you're in that middle stage, trust me that I was there once too. And I decided to push myself off the deep end and go full face into fitness um, and commit to that. But I had a decisive moment whenever I went to school and it was also a lot of guilt and self-doubt, right? Because... I was pursuing, um, a career path in photography and I wanted to do fashion and that's what I was going to school for. And that's what I committed the last four years of my life to. Um, and then I had an enlightenment stage of like, it's okay if you change directions, right? And it's no one else's choice, but then yours. And honestly, the people that should be in your life will support it. And those that don't support it probably shouldn't be there. And, uh, I had that moment and a lot of the self talk. I remember the conversation with myself at that point was felt guilt. A lot of guilt. You know, I had, um, been in school for photography. My parents had supported me through that. Um, I felt like I owed it to them to pursue that route. Um, I built up this whole story inside of my mind without talking to anyone. And I think that leads to we'll stab a pin right there because I think that's a really important point of if we don't communicate, then we're left with nothing than our own story, right? Which might not be the real story. And I never think there is a real story. I think there's my point of view, there's your point of view, and then there's the truth, and then there's everyone else's point of view too, right? We're never really gonna get on that same space because we're all individual people with different thought processes and different opinions and feelings and emotions. So I remember that, creating that story, and we'll leave it as that tagline, creating a story inside of your brain that you're the author of. You write it, but you have no idea if that's actually the truth because you haven't discussed it with the other people that are in the story with you, right? And I think understanding different perspective and hearing other people's points of view allows your own brain to start to exercise that more often without those people doing that for you. So you're able to see a situation from different points of view. But this was a very big turning point for me. I'm, I'm 19. Uh, graduating with best portfolio, like exactly where I thought my parents wanted me to be, trying to be proud, trying to show everyone that I can do this. And I was like, shit, but I hate it. I've gotten here and I absolutely don't like what I'm doing, but I have my foot inside of this world of fitness and that just feels so good. And it's so empowering. It's so incredible. But yet I feel guilty because I've been pursuing this route for so long. Am I going to be like an idiot or am I going to be judged if I change my mind right now after going to school? And I built up this whole crazy thing and then had that conversation with my mom and dad. And they were like, hello, we have always told you that we support anything that you do. We want you to be happy. And no matter what that means. And I'm like, Oh oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. So I really can do this. And rather than holding myself back from this new potential that I had started to discover, it was like, I was trying to put excuses in the way as to why I couldn't pursue it. Anyway, long story short, that shot down the idea of okay, maybe that story in my head is not true. Then I try to shift and be like, because I was in this weird space of then like, the last four years of my life have been a waste. I've wasted four years where I could have been doing this, that, and the other. Well, no, I think I learned so much through that. And because I am one of those individuals, as a business owner now, when I look at someone's uh, resume, I don't really mind what they went to school for, or even if they went to school. I just want to know what they've been through and what they've experienced, right? So whether you've experienced school or not, Or if it's just life, I want to know what you've experienced. But my experience at school, I learned so much. Okay, maybe I didn't pursue uh, understanding the F f-stop and the shutter speed and what lighting uh, setup I need to have for what like all the photography technical things but I learned discipline I learned how to project plan I learned how to open an LLC which I did for my own business I learned graphic design illustrator there was so much more that I had learned I just needed to look at it like that that I could apply to any aspect of my life in any direction that I would decided to go on so after that really rude awakening I was like oh wow okay now for the first time in my life, I have this road that is open and I've got nothing holding me back, I've got no baggage, I've got nothing but time because at that point I was making all my money on the weekends and had the whole week to pursue whatever I wanted or nothing and be a piece of shit and stay in bed all day, which happened often too. But you know, like that, it was all up to me and that feeling is absolutely terrifying because it's easier to have an excuse to not succeed because success takes effort Success takes a lot of hard work, and once you start, like, you're in. Like, and that's something that I wanted to commit to, right? So I was like, all right, I'm gonna commit, at that point, to being an athlete. I'm gonna dive in head first, I'm gonna give it all I've got for one full year, And after this year, if I don't feel like I did the right thing, then at least I can walk away saying, I know I gave my absolute best because I always had an excuse coming in my way as to why I couldn't perform as good or why I couldn't do that. And it was always something else that was going on in my life because I was so busy. So I eliminated the busy and committed to the athlete athlete lifestyle. Long story short, it was great, but I also got really injured. But what I learned through that experience, and that was my enlightenment stage was, Holy shit. There is a way to enjoy doing what you do. And there is a way to apply yourself into a space that you love and look at it from many different aspects and explore this realm from so many different points. Right? So I'm thinking personally, I love fitness. so I get to selfishly pursue what I love. I really love coaching and I'm actually good at it. I love learning about anatomy in the body and it actually excites me to learn new things like being a sponge, absorbing all that thing. I'm like, wow. Now, if I really apply myself to this, then in one aspect, I can become the best athlete. In another aspect, I can leave the bar industry because that's where I was in. And I was thinking like, how the fuck do I get out of this making all this money? How do I get to the next stage of my life making the same amount of money, but with a real job is what I used to look at it like, which by the way all my homies, all my bartenders, all my servers out there, it is a real job and every single person should be in the hospitality industry. At some point in their life, I believe the hardest workers and the best kinds of people come from that space. And my farmers too. Farmers and hospitality, side note, you're you're OGs. But it creates work ethic. But cheers to you as well. It is evening time and I'm sipping a little whiskey. I'm not sure which kind it is. And it's good not much of a whiskey drinker but it's delicious anyway so I applied myself into to pursuing whatever route it was right which in that time it was fitness but long story short I had an enlightenment stage whenever I realized that this is actually an option and it's all up to me and if you zoom out and look at that from a really high level I learned that you can apply yourself or I at that time could apply myself to any area and follow these rules of thumb or like this new way of thinking. And I could evolve whether that meant physically through strength or mentally through whatever I'm able to accomplish or in a business standpoint from an entrepreneur mindset, it was kind of the same idea. It's like, if you apply yourself into that area, you will succeed. So my enlightenment stage really came when I, in the physical side of things, and that's in that area of my life. And I always try and explain people and whenever people ask me like, How after this long do you still show up and like you always are working out? Like you never get bored, you never drop off. Well, honestly, the feeling of how I feel as this fit individual that is strong, that is healthy, that is able, able, that is proud of who I am as an individual took a really long time to get here. And for 20 something years, I struggled so much internally with how I looked at the world, how I looked at myself, how I looked at other people and to finally get to a stage where it was this bright and pretty place and not just in little parts of my life, but and entirely like I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of what I do for a living. I am giving back. This is the most rewarding thing I've ever done. I'm able to change people's lives by pursuing my own passion like that itself for me was like I don't care how hard this is this takes effort this takes consistency this takes hard work and if those are the only things that I have to do here then I'm a damn big fool if I don't show up for those because what I felt like before was a lot worse than those few things that I just listed that I had to do and I don't know if you guys have ever struggled with depression anxiety um or just like Self-hate, self-sabotage, like really shitty way that you would talk to yourself inside of your brain, the way that you would look at the way that people you think that they would perceive you, or the way that you perceive them. I was such a dark in such a dark space my entire life. Like you see me? I'm walking around like I'm pissed off. Like just so angry all the time. To see this enlightenment, to see this bright space with light, with a smile, with I can literally open my eyes and be excited about how I feel about the day and myself is the most incredible feeling, but it took a lot of work to get there and some people will never get there. And it's hard for me to try and sit here and tell you or try and sell that to you because it's not a thing. It's not tangible. It's an intangible feeling that you can't understand until you've experienced it yourself. And if you look at it like a runner's high, I can totally relate to this. And because, Maybe you can understand this more than the other part I'm talking about, which is enlightenment in life. I guess just to commit to fitness, but and in running, right? Like throughout my uh, running experience, while I was training for Iceland, which I committed a serious chunk of time of becoming. To become a runner from an absolute not a runner kind of individual started with like 30 minute workouts And then continued and progressed up to being able to hit a full marathon not for time But or like half a marathon no problem every day every week, whatever Long story short during that time. I remember every day that I would run I would Never understand for the first three months what anyone was talking about when they said you just got to get that runners high I'm like bullshit What is this runner's high that you're talking about? Because all I'm thinking about for every single step that I take is this sucks. I can't breathe. My lungs are going to blow up. Is it time yet? How long have I got to do this for? Oh, I'm almost at the tree. Wait, I'm almost done. Like I, that's all I could think. I'm like, when am I going to get to this point when everyone keeps talking about it just feels so great. You can't stop smiling. And I'm just so clear headed. I just didn't understand it because I'd never given it enough time to feel it because to get to that you got to earn that. And sometimes it would come in 20 minutes. Sometimes it would take 30 minutes. Sometimes it would take an hour. Sometimes it would take two hours to get to that space. And sometimes I wouldn't get it at all. But I committed. I stayed consistent. And then I felt that it was true. It was a real thing. But I would not have felt it to understand what I was working towards if I hadn't given the time and the effort to feel it for that first time. And that goes the same for this. And I'm not talking about, you know... Yes. Don't get me wrong. I don't want anyone to be upset by this. If you complete a challenge in 30 days, it's great. But I used to do that. And then after the 30 days, I'd be like, fuck that. I'm done now for three months. I'm just going to eat whatever I want, rage my ass off and feel better about the behavior that I'm doing. Right. It was like, I'm going to be really good so that I can be really bad and then it will weigh it out and it won't make me feel so bad. I went through this weird stage and that went on for probably like over a year. Then it got to, oh, okay. Now I want to do this for like three months. Then I would drop off a month. And then the longer I stayed in it, the longer I would be able to stay on it. And the less I would drop off until that one year, which was like, oh, I'm going to commit and I'm going to do it. I'm going to go all in. And then I want to see what it feels like, right? This is that enlightenment stage is where it's not just a temporary thing. It's not a one-off. This is a forever thing and a feeling that is so deep and that hits your soul so hard that you ain't never going back. And now I can tell you things that I've experienced that maybe you don't relate to, but we had a fantastic gym in Fort Lauderdale. And man, I heard some really personal stories and I had some really, really amazing human beings that shared things with me that I will always keep private. I would never tell you their names, but the stories that I want to share, I hope will relate to you too, because maybe you can hear these and go, oh, okay, they didn't pursue it as a career, right? I had this one lady, absolutely beautiful individual, fit, but not a runner. Um, I started doing a run club. I wrote a running program called Find the Road, boom, boom, right before I did Iceland, which was an uh, 828.6-mile mission around Iceland that I was going to cycle and run. So I started running myself, and then my running training... Was taking over my life as so was my cycling. So I was like, man, I'm not present enough in the gym. How can I include my members within this experience with me so they can train? So I wrote a running program that's about 14 weeks, and I wanted to try it with my gym members prior to releasing it to be sold online uh, on how to eat and fitness.com. So I did that, and we put people in, and they started. I've never ran for more than five minutes. I've never ran before. I've ran 30 minutes. I ran a mile. Different types of people. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to apply this structure to this. And this one individual committed to it. She was not a runner at all. She committed to it. She did it. And she saw it all the way through. She showed up to all the training sessions. And you know what she did? She completed her first half marathon and checked off all the boxes. And she did so good. But that feeling, that high that she had pushed her forward. And without anyone watching now, because now it's not about... Excuse me, I'm going to (coughs) sneeze. Whoa. Now it's not about, like... Um, I'm showing up because it's part of running club that lasts for 14 weeks. We were done. No one was checking in. She, she wasn't being held accountable. She was doing it for herself. And then I kept noticing that she's doing these races, these 5Ks every weekend. Then she's doing a half marathon. Then she's doing a full. Then she's doing a triathlon. I'm like, wow. Like, that's a reason that's deep and I want to know about it. And it came to an opportunity where she felt safe enough and vulnerable and comfortable enough to share with me. And my gosh, man, like, I just wanted to cry because she is a mom and she's used to holding down the fort. And I think she probably has a lot of that responsibility for the whole family to handle and to do with grace and be the loving human being that she is. But over time, I'm sure that can get pretty wearing, pretty exhausting being that person to always have to be there for everyone, right? And I'm sure she suffered a lot too, but I don't think there's ever a point in their life when you're the rock for the, the ship, right? Or the captain of the ship that anyone's asking if you're okay or if you need a day off or do you want to do anything for you? Or how are you feeling today? Or can I get you a meal? Can I take care of you? Blah, 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 blah. So running was her escape. Running was her space to let go of all that resentment, anger, stress, whatever. And it was the only time of the day that she had for her. And she said that because of what she was able to do through that, it made her feel so strong and like a fucking superhero that all the rest of the struggles were a lot easier. And when you hear that, it's like, okay, that's, I have no idea what the real internal dialogue was, but it must be pretty heavy if you're willing to endure the pain that it takes to go through a half marathon or a 10K, let alone a full, right? So that was really enlightening and really inspiring. Excuse the fact that I have allergies, but a couple more of those are, you know, A lot of people had a really abusive relationship. I've had a lot of those stories that really destroy my heart because they have to put on a brave face, right, for everyone else, or they don't share what's going on in the world, but they're suffering behind closed doors. And uh, that the strength that they've built through the physical workouts gave them enough strength to leave that abusive relationship. And those kind of things, like, gosh, they hit me hard. Or that whenever we opened up the wall and I've talked about find your reason, but whenever I saw, I want my partner to see me, got me that hurt so bad because i'm like gosh damn i bet that's so relative to so many people that they're right there but the one person that is right there with them can't see them unless they you know put a little work in look a little tighter look a little stronger and that's how they think that they're seen but i don't think that's it at all i think that the person and the vibe and your soul is so confident when you feel and look good that that person would see you even if your physical and the aesthetic changes weren't there So I understand what fitness can do and all of these enlightenment stages and all these aha moments. I know what it's done for me. I know what it's done for others. But I honestly can't sit here and try and sell it to you. It's something that you're going to have to experience on your own. You're going to have to do that and find your reason. And find one that's deep enough as well to stick around. And uh, to commit for the long haul. And I wish you guys the best. And I hope that you find it. Because once you do, there ain't no going back. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Hannah Eden, your host. And thank you. I'll see you next time.